4: Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Chapper Beef Jerky. We're in New York City. We're live. It's a Thursday in the middle of January. I'm Jamie Yardals, Peter Schrager and Kyle Brandt in their usual spots. And then a literal giant in front. Of- no, not anymore. A New York giant. A New York football giant. A Super champion to yeah. my left. How we doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm
5: doing great. It's playoff week. And you know what? I, I just kind of get this sense during playoff week that I just, I want to get physical.
4: Oh, very good. Physical. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. But let's start with Tom Palacero. News from around the league, please. Pelissero, what's happening that we need to be aware of?
3: Well, Jamie, head coaching searches roll on for five teams and all eyes continue to be on Sean Payton. He's already interviewed with the Texans, spoke with the Broncos about their head coaching job on Tuesday. On Friday, he is set to meet with the Carolina Panthers. Any team wants to hire Payton would need to work out a trade with the Saints, who still have Payton under contract through 2024. That price tag is not going to be cheap, a first round pick and potentially more. Denver continues to seem like the most logical fit, but their search rolls on. They also spoke with Raheem Morris on Tuesday. Today, they interviewed D'Amico Ryans. And on Friday, another one of their top candidates, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, is set to speak with Denver.
4: Uh, it's Thursday. Throw it on Thursday. All right, Brock Purdy has rocketed into the national spotlight from being the final player selected into the 2022 draft to being one win away from playing in an NFC Championship game. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott led the Cowboys to their first road playoff win in 30 years. And now they're set to face off on Sunday evening. It's going to be awesome. So I put forward this question bigger. What would be the bigger national story come Monday morning? Would it be Dak Prescott? and a Cowboys win, or Brock Purdy, and a 49ers win.
6: Incredible. Next Incredible question. Story. I love it, because we're all journalists as well. Now we're in the sports uh-huh. media game, and the question is, which one is a bigger... If the Cowboys go into San Francisco, and Dak Prescott mm-hmm. goes into the place where the catch took place, mm-hmm. goes into the place where Aikman uh, couldn't get the best of Steve Young in the 94 NFC Championship game, and Dak Prescott gets the best of Brock Purdy in that 49ers defense, <laughs> Watch out for Monday. Like it's going to be a Sunday night game. So this game starts at six Eastern. It's probably going to end around nine o'clock Eastern. We'll be on air less than twelve hours later, and we'll be geeking out. Cowboys' first NFC Championship game appearance since nineteen ninety five. Cowboys with Mike McCarthy on the sideline. You know, long parodied, often the uh, the pinata of jokes around the league for mm-hmm. game management and inability to win in a big spot. Cowboys go in and go and beat Tom Brady and then go and beat the Niners in San Francisco and are on their way to an NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. I love the Niners story. We've seen them the last few years, and I love Purdy's deal. That's probably the second biggest story this week. But number one would be a Niners-NFC Championship berth. Wake up, Michael Irvin. Mm -hmm. Wake up, Troy Aikman. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for the talk on this show Mm. on Monday morning.
5: You know, there's a saying, everything's bigger in Texas, and uh, I think you're right to that point. If they win, it's going to be a big moment. But I'll take the underdog story. If Brock Purdy finds a way to win this football game with the 49ers, give me all the underdog stories. Give me, I mean, look, Kurt Warner just had his movie come out, The Underdog. This guy, to do what he has done, and if they happen to go on and win the Super Bowl, no team has ever won a Super Bowl with their third quarterback. But this would be an unbelievable story, not just for Brock, but I think also for Kyle Shanahan, and for John Lynch. When you think about what they've done with this team, trading for Christian McCaffrey during the middle of the season, battling through the injuries with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and did they even keep Jimmy Garoppolo – I think that stuff is going to rise to the forefront. And we'll keep talking about it, too, because it'll it'll be a Cowboys loss. It'll be mm. the fact that they mm-hmm. lost the That's game. True. That will be a big part of the story. Can't believe Dak didn't get it done. Can't believe McCarthy yeah. didn't get it done. So it's kind of a little bit of both truths.
3: If the Niners win the Super Bowl, it's Purdy. Even if they get to the Super Bowl, it's Purdy in the Super Bowl. If the Cowboys win this game, this is the bigger story. <laughs> They're in a title game. This has not happened since I was a freshman in high school. This is a massive deal. The Brock Purdy thing we've kind of celebrated for weeks already. We've already done the Mr. Relevant. Hey, Brock Purdy's just cruising. Just doing is—it's not really a story anymore. It's and it, to his credit, the the Cowboys thing is massive because it's not only the title game, like Peter said. They didn't go through some random team you plug and play there. They have a team you go through history with. They have a team that is the hottest team in the league that hasn't lost, and it feels like three months. This will be Cowboys Christmas on Monday morning if they win that game, and believe me, if they lose, it'll be the opposite.
4: Yes. You know, we were sick of not sick of, but we were kind of getting dizzy with uh, all the different playoff permutations a couple of weeks ago. But the permutations still exist in the sense that like. I look at this, the eight teams left, and I consider, like, what it would look like next weekend in the conference championship. And, like, Eagles, Cowboys would be cool. Uh, Giants, Cowboys would be cool. The point is the Cowboys, to me, on the other side of that. Mm-hmm is like the sexier matchup, sure. if you will, next weekend. So I'm going to go Monday morning Cowboys. I'm going to say if the Cowboys win, mm. 49ers are really good. They're really talented. But if they don't win this game, you're easily you could say like, well, yeah, they're on their third quarterback. If the Cowboys win this game, mm. all of a sudden they're starting to prove people wrong that had them done and buried in a season where they're just so doubtful on them in January and in the postseason. Let's move to the other side all of right. the ball. Cause we just talked about the quarterbacks. Cowboys-Niners, two terrors coming off the edge for both of these teams. I'm talking about Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. Who will wreak more havoc on Sunday between these two gentlemen?
2: First
6: logistic, a uh, uh, lingual. Is it, yeah. it Wreck Havoc or wreak Havoc? I, Glad
4: you I would brought that say up. reek. Do
3: you wreak anything other than Havoc? And is Havoc ever delivered any way other than being reeked? Yeah. What a weird phrase.
7: Reek.
6: And it, I think you said it right. You reek of arrogance? It's it a different but reek. But I have, uh, you, you talk will all You think, think it's wreck?
3: I think it's wreck, a wreck is Havoc, but it's art wreck, art wreck shop maybe. Yeah, really? with a oh. different spelling.
6: Wreak Havoc. This is reeking. Um, this is my way of avoiding wish the wish. answer yeah. to this question because I'm petrified to answer and piss either one of these guys off. They're both playing so well right now. Nick Bosa was was unblockable uh, in Saturday's game against Seattle. He proved why he is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons, meanwhile, had his best game of the season against Tampa Bay and destroyed that offensive line lining up everywhere on the field. My answer is I'm going to go with the guy who's been most consistent this year. Nick Bosa is going to have the bigger game. I think Dallas' offensive line played really well on Monday night against Tampa's front. But I think they're in for a whole other battle when they're going up against Armstead and they're going up against this guy and, of course, all the other folks that are on that San Francisco defensive line. If San Fran beats Dallas, it's because Dak Prescott was under pressure the entire game and Bosa just did what he's done all season. He's my Defensive Player of the Year and I think he's going to be the best defensive player in the field on Sunday.
4: Peter, clarification. Anything that brings me to Mm grammarist.com is a great day. Reek is a rare verb most common in British English. It means to bring about. Reek Mm. means to bring about in British English. So to wreak havoc is about widespread destruction. Havoc may wreak like it might smell, but it may cause a wreck. But to wreak havoc or okay. wreck havoc are nonsensical okay. phrases. Wreak so you- havoc. Reak. Reak. Reak.
5: Widespread destruction. I
4: think nonsensical I saw phrases. It so yeah.
5: was widespread right. panic. Oh. widespread so re- 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 panic. Havoc. Hey Sean, what's up? Yeah, I- <laughs> both these two guys are alignments o- o- nightmares. So when you have sack reels and you're going through as an offensive line, like, all right, how do we stop this guy? How do we slow this guy down? The challenge with Micah Parsons is he's everywhere. They don't just line yeah. him up at defensive end. He's got the linebacker. He's lined up yeah. over the A gap. That being said, I, I think Nick Bosa, when you you look at the destruction that he has caused all season long, the amount of tackles that he has run through in the NFL this season, it doesn't matter if it's speed, if it's power, he, he's got all the moves. Here's my concern for the Dallas Cowboys right now. You mentioned that the, the, the offensive line played really well against the Bucks. They were one of the worst pass blocking units mm-hmm. this this year, and that's with Zach Martin a perennial pro Bowler. Jason Peters got hurt in that Bucks playoff game. He left with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. They had to move Tyron Smith back to left tackle. Right? Tyron Smith is at right tackle. So you You've got a left tackle playing right tackle. You've got a rookie at left tackle. Bosa, you know, pick choose your own adventure here, which one you want to go attack. Mm. I think Bosa wreaks the most havoc. He led the league in quarterback pressures this season. I think it's going to continue.
3: I choose my own adventure, Michael Parsons. I'll turn to page 11. A little <laughs> bit more versatile. He's going against a rookie quarterback who's never seen him before. I'll go with Parsons. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm going to go with Bosa, and I want to move okay. on to the next question because I'm very excited Let's about do it. this. Uh, I'm going to go with Bosa. I think, to Peter's point, consistency is key, and if you put Dak Prescott under pressure, a little bit more later as we've seen, to maybe throw the ball maybe in. so wreak some havoc on the Cowboys' offense. Right? Reak. Uh. Let's go to the AFC in Kansas City. The student takes on the master. We just talked about this a little bit at the end of last hour. Which is the better signature look? Is it Doug Peterson's visor mm-hmm. or Andy Reid's mustache?
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Signature. <laughs> the question is, when I see that mustache, I think Andy Reid. You do. Like I think Andy Reid. I see that mustache. I think Tom Selleck. I think Mike Holmgren. I think Andy Reid. It used to be Ditka.
3: And now Dicca, I think it's Reed. Yeah, it's there, moved on. But
6: now it's like it's Andy Reid. Yeah. The visor is universal. Sirianni wears a visor. Yeah. You know? Lane Kiffin wears a mm-hmm. visor. Steve Spurrier wore a visor. Oh the answer's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I'm going Andy Reid. That mustache is such a therapy. It is from a different era. It is from a different time. It is Wilmford Brimley-esque. Mm-hmm. Talk um, about the
3: coloration, Peter. The coloration
6: is a little bit of a hint of blonde. Everything is perfect about it. Mm-hmm. I love Andy Reid's wife, Tammy Reid. She's sure. one of the great personalities of the, of the league. If you go to any of the league meetings or the owners' meetings, she is like the cheerleader of the NFL. She is so beloved. She pales in comparison to that, that mustache right mm. there. That is iconic right there. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's mustache is a thing of beauty, yeah. and it is one of one. Doug Peterson, great visor. Yet I've seen the visor on several of
5: I-, I love the close-up right there of the mustache. You can see, by the way, that's not orange hair in there. That's just mu- that's just stain from the ketchup, from the cheeseburger. Th- th- my man, Big <laughs> Absolutely Red. Whoa, disgusting. Geez. Go on. I love the mustache. Forget the <laughs> visor. The visor you could take on and take off. Anybody can wear it. Look, it's it's not a part of you, all right? It's an accessory. It's like an mm. earring, a, a necklace. Take it off. You have a mustache like that, you own it, all right? It takes time to build something like that, to grow something like that. I see that mustache, and you mentioned Mike Dick. I, I, I think about Jeff Fisher. I think about the <laughs> yeah. walrus, right? Right, give me Mike Holmgren. He's yeah, got a little, bit, a little bit of that yeah. going on right there. Give me Tombstone. Give me like every Craig great. Stadler. Every great Westerner had a strong mustache. Sam Elliott, and he's probably <laughs> the greatest mustache <laughs> ever lived. There it he
3: is. Sam Alley Elliott. Tom. Give right? me that,
5: and, and he's got to have a little ketchup stain in it too yeah. you know, to be official. I'm, I'm going visor. Here. Go for it. Yeah, what right. going yep. visor.
3: Yep. Make the case. Wearing a visor pisses people off for some reason. It, it, it triggers people. They don't like it. it, it it's a portable it's headpiece of headwear. <laughs> I used to wear visors all the time because my head was too big for hats. I used to call it's like it's like a convertible. It's it's a hat with with the top down, and what I like about it, in the sense of our our, our beautiful NFL uh, league here, is. You don't see a lot of visors outside of coaching. Like there's, I can take mustaches everywhere. Every walk of life has a mustache. And now like, let's be honest, the mustache has gone big, it's gone ironic. There's the whole November thing. There's the one, I'm wearing it because I know it's funny and I have a mustache on. There's not a lot of earnest mustaches. I really don't think that's, it's, it's kind of gone the way of irony constantly. You wear a visor. You're like, I'm wearing this visor. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm wearing it. I can't even explain why I'm not wearing a hat. I just want to wear a visor, and I would like that it's very specific to coaching. You don't see a game show host wearing a visor. <laughs> you don't see you don't see many golfers even anymore. TikTok influencers are not. No, no one is doing that. Jackson Mahomes ain't wearing a t- you know a visor <laughs> while he's doing his thing. Um, what?
4: It's an idea, TikTok starter. You know,
3: if you want to start a visor tic TikTok thread, go ahead. But I like them. And I, what, Yes, can we move on, please? God, oh, I am being rushed with yeah, this visor. We're about to wreak havoc on the visor what community. What is so important. Is, go ahead, I'm, I'm done. NFL 360. I'm, three 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 I'm three three done, three I'm yes. Three. Three. Go ahead. No. My goodness. Wreaking havoc on your visor. That's it. I was going
4: to. You're going to say TikTok visor? TikTok visor. I think we should start a TikTok account about Doug Peterson's visor because it is a more signature look. Specifically because like, Doug You're Peterson. To, this is amazing. No, I know. <laughs> Doug Peterson's got the flop going, the hair flop, yes. right? And yeah. at times, I've been worried that like that thing is actually his entire head of hair, and he just takes it off, and it's almost oh. like a toupee attached oh, yeah. to the visor. Yeah, like, it's sewn in. That, it's yeah. sewn in, right? Although we just saw a B-roll of him putting it back on, and it wasn't attached to his hair. But I think that'd be amazing. But the majestic hair and the wind and the Jacksonville breeze, <laughs> the mustaches Jacksonville are everywhere. I was actually gonna pick Tom Selleck for a segment earlier this week. So like, I'm big on the Tom. Selleck, I'm big on the mustache. But Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods, great. But the, <laughs> he's on Friends, too. But the visor, Kyle, please tell us more about Visor. No, I'm not. I I'm no, saying,
3: okay. I, I, I no, I think
5: you're onto something Hello. 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 For, for the. Uh, cool. Red Taylor is yes. joining
3: us. size yes. yes. of yes. the head. Yes. And Kyle, yes. yes. Go
4: ahead, Kyle, if you have to stop talking during Throwdown Thursday. All right, good. Uh, All right, wrap discussion. Let's bump. Good morning. Football is coming back after last week's performance. How much faith do we have in Daniel Jones? We're breaking out the trust skills later on. Kyle, you can have your time in trust skills.
3: No, no, no. Listen, we got a legend coming up. We got a Duval County legend. Fred Taylor, you used to watch this guy play and you're like, I think that's the best athlete in the world. Mm -hmm. I've never seen someone play this well. Fred Taylor's coming on the show, wakes up with good morning football, next Jaguars. Let's go.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
8: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on Love top of it, like that, see that,
7: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam
8: Cassell to point game. I remember mean, you came out him crying, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? It ain't it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Good morning, football. When this guy was doing it, you can't find somebody doing it better. He's a legend in Jacksonville. He's an incredible player. Thirteen seasons in the NFL. Seven of those seasons, rushed for over a thousand yards. He's the man. Give a warm welcome to Freddie Taylor. What's yeah. up,
8: Fred? How you doing? I was good. I'm good. I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. You're always
3: good, but now you got to be particularly good. It is January, Fred. The Jaguars have a playoff game this weekend. They were down 27 to nothing. Everybody thought the game was over. It's all the same old Jaguars. And then they just start chipping away, and they got the dub. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment in that game, Fred, where you're like, I think we're going to do this?
8: You know, um, uh, honestly, not until uh, they scored at halftime, I said, okay, they got some momentum. They can regain momentum because what they had done in the first half was they just allowed uh, the Chargers, you know, short field. And then I said, look, if we can get on the other side of the uh, 50, we have an opportunity. Or even if we can stop them on the other side of the 50, they have an opportunity. And then Trevor Lawrence stuck with it. Coach Peterson stuck with it. Guys continued to believe in themselves. They started making plays. And uh, the rest is history. The greatest game in Jacksonville, the greatest regular season game in Jacksonville, that I've witnessed. Uh, So big shout out to those guys, man. They're really playing their butts off.
4: They are. Fred, I think it's been fun for the country to get to know this Jaguars team because they're young and they're kind of playing with a freedom that kind of speaks to how young they actually are. Right. Took us a minute, but we're finally seeing Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne play together at the pro level and play together well. What is it about those two guys that would make a Jaguars fan feel very excited and secured in the future of this
8: team? I mean, you can just look at them. You know, look at Trevor. I like to just toss out his rookie campaign i mean we knew all of the drama that came with that a lot of distractions really didn't get an opportunity to show you he was worthy of the number one overall selection but here he is matched up with a former uh uh, nfl quarterback super bowl champion and coach peterson so i think he's getting him ready and and they just marry up together and and trevor's really shining and uh as it relates to travis etn he's healthy You know, he's running, he's so dynamic, he can do it all, man. he hits the hole extremely hard. He has amazing vision, which I think is his uh, greatest quality. And uh, those guys dominated on the college level, brought some national championships to Clemson, and hopefully they can continue to mature in this game on this level and bring some championships down there to Duval, Jacksonville.
5: Yeah, Trevor looks phenomenal. He's, his confidence is sky high. It looks like the game was really slowed right. down for him and that light switch has, has gone on. And I think when you look at the way that they rallied back, it was because of the throws and the fact that he was able to dust off those interceptions. So, look, right. you just laid out that look, being down 27 to nothing. that's not the blueprint, all right? That's not how you draw it up, so to speak, <laughs> uh, which I know we love that saying here at this breakfast table. So, take us into this game now in this matchup against Patrick Mahomes. you got Amy Reid on the sideline, the mastermind. you got Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the league, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. How do the Jaguars pull this off?
8: You know, they just got to go in there and continue to believe. You know, no one thought they was going to beat the high-powered Cowboys. They beat them at home. Then they end up going into enemy territory. Uh, they beat the Titans twice in this season. So, And then they come back from down 20, 27-7 uh, at home in a, in a crazy wild card game and beat the Chargers for the second time in the season. You don't think their confidence is high, or a lot of people may not mm. think it's high. And a lot of times in the playoffs, that's all you need. You have to believe in every man in that locker room that no matter what happens, because adversity is going to happen. You're playing in Arrowhead Stadium, arguably one of the loudest stadiums In the entire football league. So adversity is going to happen. Guys are going to get frustrated. But as long as they recall and remember what happened a week ago, they can say anything's possible. Mm -hmm. You don't want to come to that scenario, but if it does, you can come back. So they believe in themselves. But I think what they have to do is start out fast, unlike they did a week ago. They allowed uh, the Chargers to shorten the field and gave up some easy scores. If they can go out there, Play great defense against Travis Kelsey, which is where I think the Chiefs' uh, offensive system run through Travis. If they can play great defense against Travis, especially on those breakout plays where Patrick is on the run and Travis is doing his own basketball thing, if they can stay aware of where he is, they have a shot. Because they've been playing great run defense, so I don't think that'll be an issue. They have to man up. Uh, not necessarily man coverage, but man up in the past game, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Arden Key, those guys up front, Aluken, that front seven, they have to be tough. And if they're stout, they have a shot.
6: Mm. You know, Freddie, we have you on the show, and we get a we get a tweet from someone named Kay James. He says, Duval royalty right there. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at this week. No joke, and it's Chiefs, 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 and like the Jaguars almost looked as like this spunky upstart. You guys go back to the mid '90s. There is a real fan base and a real history of Jaguars football. What does this right. mean, this run, for all of you guys who have worn those colors and have been growing this this organization's I don't know football spirit since Tom Coughlin brought you guys all together in the mid '90s.
8: You know, for us, I mean, I can speak for myself. You know, I'm extremely patient. You know, I'm there. I see how the guys are working. I see all of the moves. You know, I see what Trent Baalke he's done with. With the the off season uh, free agency moves; those guys are performing great. I see how committed Shaq Khan is to the community and city of Jacksonville. That's where it starts. You have to. You want to have a fan base. It starts with your local community and making sure they're on board and just making the necessary moves to keep them engaged. And then what he's done internationally, playing those games in London, there. I think that's been a good process of creating a different fan base outside of Jacksonville and outside of the U.S. And those those fans have been extremely receptive. So to be able to see and witness all of that, you know, it makes me feel great that this team is trending in the right direction. It took the Buccaneers since 76 before they won their first uh, championship, I believe, in 2002. So we have some time. We just have to stay committed. Our Former players have to stay getting back, talking to the young guys, help them steer clear of any troubles or adversities that might come up early in their careers. And just, just be patient. You know, it's sports. That's how you develop this fanatic attitude. You just got to suffer the ups and downs with your ball club. And that's part of it. So I'm, I'm there to the death of me. We have this thing called DTWD, do ball till we die. And I firmly believe in that. That's a hashtag, by the way. I believe in that. And uh, I'll continue to believe in these guys, man. And I just want to, you know, shout them out and tell them good luck. Because they're playing with the house money. Regardless of what anybody says, they're playing with their money as well as the house money. Because nobody believes in them. I think they're going to go up there and play great football and come back with the victory.
3: See, that's why he's a star of the Pivot podcast. That's the man who has takes, who has insight, and was a hell of a player. And I'm going to push you for this one, Fred. You mentioned (laughs) the word fanatic. Nobody's more of a fanatic than Tom Brady. Okay? Took a tough playoff loss the other night and all sitting around wondering what he's going to do. You played with this guy. You were a Patriot. You're a teammate of his. Do you think we have seen Brady play his last game?
8: You know, I I don't necessarily think so. I mean, mechanically, he still can throw the ball. Obviously... His greatest asset is is his brain, is his mind. That's intact. Tom is just the sense of urgency to want to win, the way he wills his teammates to get better. He brings so many qualities to the team. I think they go out, look at their weaknesses, get that offensive line together. They hadn't been great since he got there, but he was a little bit more, you know, he could move in the pocket a bit more. We don't see him doing as much, but I can tell you he's in great shape. Nutritionally, he takes care of himself. Everything he does with TB12, and I know I sound like a spokesperson now, but being in that locker room with Tom for two years, just that killer sense of urgency he displays. I I don't think he wants to go out like this. So, yeah, I I don't think we've seen him play his last game. When we see that, it'll be Tom announcing, look, I'm done. And not what everybody else thinks.
3: Exactly right. You hear the man. You see the hat. That is the star of the Pivot podcast. An incredible podcast that Fred does with Ryan Clark and Shannon Crowder, who is a real one. Everybody check that out. It is excellent. In the meantime, Fred, (laughs) maybe a Jaguars victory this weekend. Flip the table, man. It'd be incredible. DTWD. That's it, it, baby. Until we
6: die. I like it. That's right.
3: Duval royalty. Thank you, Fred. You're the man. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, I have a good one. Be blessed. You have a good one, too. Love, Fred Taylor. Um, Guys, trust It's a very important thing this time of year. Can you trust those two gentlemen? Can they trust each other? Can you trust them to go and get a win against the 49ers? Honest opinions on the players, coaches, and teams that we trust
0: the most right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
1: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Good morning, football! All right, guys, we got playoff games in two days, and likely the best games of the year in the divisional round. Brings up the concept of trust. How much trust do you have in these teams, these coaches, these players? And we're going to get into this right now. Earlier in the show, we did half of what we call our trust scale segments, in which we set up a personal scale, something we don't trust at all something we would trust our lives with, and you pick a playoff team and you set them somewhere from 1 to 10. Peter, on your low end, you don't trust these robots they're developing these days? Every day there's a new
6: viral video new of a robot. robot doing something that I used to be able to do, and now they do it better. That was your
3: 0, and your 10 was executive super producer Dick Wolf? Dick Wolf. And you put the Eagles as a 7 yeah. between robots and yeah. Dick They were a 9 at the end of December, now they're a 7. I haven't seen them play like that in a couple months. Yeah. That's the way we do it. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie went, and Jamie, you had the San Francisco 49ers at a 7. At a 7.
4: Toddler bedtime I don't trust, don't set it, you can never hit the goal, it's untrustworthy, Um, if you want to get a drink with me before a wedding, I trust you implicitly, you're an excellent human being. Okay,
3: so San Francisco was more close to the drink before the wedding than the Tyler's. Sean, you and I are going to be up, what I want you to do is I want you to say something you don't trust at all, something you completely trust, and then pick a playoff team and set them on your own scale.
5: All right, let's start off with something I don't trust. And I've actually kind of, this has been infused to me from my wife, but uh, one thing we don't trust is the comforter in a hotel room. You may call oh, it the gross. duvet, right, the top sheet. Like, the whole crew is look, Before my wife, like, I'm, hey, I'm an old lineman so I'm half dirtbag. Like, hey, go into the hotel room, plop right down, no big deal. Yeah. We, the minute we walk into a hotel room, my wife is like, get that thing Burn off the it. bed right now. She won't touch it. It's like, great. petrified of it. And I'm like, what's the big deal? It's hey, great, you know. Um, she doesn't want to be anywhere near it. I literally have to take it off. I gotta like roll it up and throw it in the corner. I think we all know why. It's yep. you know, look, it's there, there's there's a creep factor too. You just know that no, black, no, light no. Yeah, black light test. Don't light, once you down, see that. Yeah. She's a nurse, all right. That's how I met her. So she's giving me the whole lay down of the amount of bacteria that could be on those things. <laughs> don't trust them. Don't, don't go nurse. and lay on them. Don't trust your light yeah. with them. And At the nice hotels too. Don't. It's not just you know the flea ridden motels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't say nice hotels, Kyle.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, you do, uh, Sean. They'll leave the light. On. Right.
5: Um, listen, <laughs> that's on one end. All right. Now let's go to something that I trust. Yeah. There's one thing that I trust without a doubt. Give me a waiter with an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> this guy could come up to me and they just oh, have the so way the, the way of that they say food items. All right. Uh, all right the special of the night is uh, prosciutto with a little mozzarella. I mean, it, it sounds better. It, so, it sounds better when they say it. He could come up to me and say, "Our special this evening is a Chef Boyardee soup, alphabet soup in a can, yep. and with a little side of a Kraft macaroni cheese." Yeah, and, and I would say that sounds fantastic. I mean, if, if the guy's got an Italian accent or girl, and they have the specials memorized, mm-hmm. forget about it. I, You're ordering I, I it. I trust you. I trust whatever they don't he rate says. It down. What should I take if his name is Francesco? Even better. Uh, give me that guy. All right. What um, team you want to put on that beautiful right. scale, Sean? On this scale, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Now, this is kind of interesting because I feel like the Cowboys have been all over the place. Depending on what week, there would have been the number. But I'm going to give them a six. All right? There's a lot of reasons why they get a number six. Here's the thing. I'm really concerned. We've been talking about this rivalry, the 49ers and the Cowboys. I don't like this matchup for the Cowboys. Last year, guess who bounced the Cowboys out of the playoffs? The 49ers. Mm -hmm. It was Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. Guess how many times Dak Prescott was sacked? Five times. That was it. They were done. The 49ers ruined it, so um, I'm a little skeptical of this. I, I, the, the six is also very significant too, because that's how many points you get after a touchdown and a missed field goal. Mm. Mm. Um, I also <clears> throat> throat> think missed extra point.
6: <laughs> <us a> point. <laughs> <laughs> extra point yeah. Excuse me.
5: I also think six. Guess what? It's been six days from one game to the next. This is the shortest amount of time that any team yeah. has. They played on Monday night, now they play on Sunday. The 49ers played on Saturday and they play on Sunday. They got more rest, so just six days mm-hmm. in between games is the shortest amount mm-hmm. for anybody That's in the good. playoffs. All right, uh, What right. I'm going
3: to Sean. that was really well done. What do I not trust at all? A little story. Uh, this is the answer and I'll get to it at the end. My six-year-old daughter, I don't trust at all. She's my zero <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, my wife, Brooke, was out of town and I was Mr. Mom. On a Saturday night, was my daughter, my six-year-old daughter's piano recital that I was gonna take her to by myself. My son, my nine-year-old, I have to cook dinner for him. The babysitter's coming from him. I gotta get Evelyn out the door into the piano recital. It's very stressful and I'm just spinning plates. Evelyn also will not let me dress her. She must pick out the clothes. She's very insistent on the clothes. So we gotta go and I'm cooking at the stove and the kitchen is the sweetest chef and it's a mess. And I say, Evelyn, I need you to get dressed right now for the piano recital. But like we said, it has to be your fancy clothes. This has to be the nice clothes, the dress, We talked it through earlier. You can pick, but go to the fancy clothes. The babysitter shows up. She's a little bit late. Calvin's mad about his dinner. I gotta get Evelyn in the door. We have to leave five minutes ago. Brooke's texting me, you guys left for the recital, right? You're on your way, you're on your way. (laughs) Evelyn goes up, get dressed. Please put on your fancy clothes. Would you like to see what Evelyn came down from her bedroom wearing as we're late for the recital and the dinner is burning and Brooke is out of town? That's it. Perfect. She put on her Jasmine costume with the (laughs) bare midriff. (laughs) with no shoes, her hair isn't done, it's nothing. I said, that's what you picked out. It's a and whole new a, world! That's it's, it, you're right. It's right. It, it was a whole new world. That's going on a
6: magic carpet ride. But not a
3: world that we're going to go into the piano recital and the jasmine costume. I had to pick her back up. She's kicking and screaming and crying and yeah. insisting that she wear the jasmine. Do you know how late we were for that recital? It was oh. awful. Just absolutely awful. I, I had that one moment where I'm like, you're going to put on the fancy clothes, right? She goes, mm-hmm. Let's put on the damn jasmine costume. Mm. Okay. And then when we went up, I said, you have to change. She said, can I put on the bell costume? No! You're going to put on this expensive dress we be wearing you're going to wear once. That's my zero. Okay. <laughs> That is my zero. You want to know what my top my 10 is? You know what I trust more than anything? Screens. Sweet, sweet (laughs) screens. You people are so demonized. And by people, I mean tablets and phones and TVs. You're the worst thing in the world. I love you. I love you guys. You you could take a a rabid Tasmanian devil child and just give him that sweet, delicious screen. We're going to put on some Emily's Wonder Lab. We're going to put on... Uh, story bots, We're going to put on all kinds of things and you're going to sit down and you're going to be anesthetized and tranquilized <laughs> and you're going to shut up and you're going to sit there and you're going to look at your screens. Does that get me canceled? I don't care. I trust those screens with my life. I love the screens. I can't wait to use the screens this weekend. Between oh. Evelyn getting dressed and Jasmine and those sweet, <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet screens. Oh. They can touch them. They can do all kinds of things. Nothing says table manners like a tablet, right? It's great. Yeah. At the restaurant? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to have a conversation with my wife, or immersed. I'm just gonna sit here and look at my phone while you look at yours. <laughs> All right, you gotta see why I give them so I can look at this. Four screens. Whoa. Yes, I love it. Right. Ah. Who do you got on the scale? All right, so I have the Giants, New York Giants. And between uh, Evelyn uh, getting dressed for a piano recital and screens, I'm gonna put a Giants right at a five. <laughs> just right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where. Look at Evelyn. Look at, uh, I'm gonna put that Giants right at a damn five. <laughs> Guys, can you trust him? We're definitely set on Daniel Jones. It's, it's, he's going to be the next uh, Hall of Famer for sure because he played well against the Vikings. I was encouraged as well. You know what helps me? Look at this beautiful man. Yeah. This is in the New York Post today, mm-hmm. and it's a full-body shot of Saquon Barkley from head to toe. And, oh, my what gosh, legs? just give this guy 50 different carries and 50 different Can we get ways. that on the screen? It's a, it's a, yes, I would take this on a screen.
4: Eight teams, four games, over two days. It's the divisional playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax. Saturday and Sunday, you can visit NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule. Really, it's about which channel to go to at which time, because we already know your schedule. You already have a date with your sofa, mm-hmm. watching football all weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. great. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be on my sofa on Sunday, though. I am going to be in Buffalo. <gasps> I am going to the game. I'm covering it with Colleen Wolf in the pregame. We are, awesome. the whole family is gonna drive there. We're gonna drive the Buffalo, nice. It's like six hours. It's kind of wait. Yeah,
4: a lot screen. of screens. A lot of screens. You know, does
3: Evelyn screens.
5: get to pick out her outfit? Sure. sure. For this why one, why it right? gives a you damn. wear whatever yeah. you want. Right. Exactly. They can all pick out. Oh, their are outfit. you like banging a drum before the game? Or yeah. No. None of that no. Stuff?
4: Banging a chicken wing? No. no. I'm not no. doing that.
5: No. Is there a table? No. They
3: may have some other things cooked no. up that are a lot more special than me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there.
4: I
5: hear what you're
6: saying.
0: Save me a treat.